You're listening to a podcast from Riverview Church in Bowness, recorded during one of our Sunday gatherings. For more information about Riverview Church, or service times, or contact details, go to riverviewchurch.uk or find us on Facebook at Riverview Bowness. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Riverview Church. My name is Simon Morris, and I have the privilege of speaking to you today. The title of the message is Can Anything Good Come Out of Covid? I'm going to be reading to you from Luke chapter 24, verses 33 to 35. So they rose up that very hour and returned to Jerusalem and found the eleven and those who were with them gathered together, saying that the Lord is risen indeed and has appeared to Simon. And they told about the things that had happened on the road and how he was known to them in the breaking of bread. So you have these two disciples that have rushed into the room to a group of people who already that same day have said that they have seen Jesus. And you would think that with these disciples coming in and saying, we've seen him too. He showed himself in the breaking of bread. He's alive. That all of them would have been rejoicing and singing and running out of the room saying, let's go and tell other people. But that's so far from the truth. They're still a bit confused. They're still speechless. They still have no idea how to move out of this room, out into their communities. And what they need more than anything else is somebody to stand in the middle and speak peace and give them a clear plan plan forward for the future. And some of you might be saying that about our our government at the moment in COVID-19 times where we're isolated and confused and frustrated. um, That we want somebody to just stand and give us a uniformed message a clear message about how we can move forward. Well, I'm not too sure that the government's going to be able to do that over these next few days, but I guarantee you that God can do it in these COVID-19 times. He can stand in the middle of us and speak and show us the way forward. Reminds me of two stories in the Old Testament, one from Exodus chapter 3, where Moses tried to be the saviour of Israel. He made a mess of it, and then he was running for his life And he stayed in the wilderness for 40 years until God called him forward and spoke to him, brought him to a burning bush, told him to take his sandals off because the ground was holy. And then said to him, Moses, I am going to use you to be the deliverer of Israel. And Moses was just so shocked. Maybe his God had become so small when he was in the wilderness, a God that was just distant. And Moses said, look, the nation of Israel, they're going to ask me who it is that has sent me. And who am I going to say has sent me? And God said to Moses, tell them that I am has sent you. I am the self-existing one, the one who was, the one who is, the one who was around before anything was made and the one who made everything. He is here. He is an almighty God. He's not a distant God. And he's a God that's speaking to you right now. And he's going to give you a message to go and speak to others. And it's a salvation message. Elijah is the other story in 1 Kings. I think chapter 18, he has this great victory over the prophets of Baal. The prophets of Baal have failed to bring down fire from heaven to consume a sacrifice. And Elijah just stands there and just simply prays, O Lord God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, fall down with fire today upon this sacrifice so that everybody might know that you are God. And that's exactly what happens. The fire of God falls on the sacrifice. The prophets of of Baal are put to death. Everybody is rejoicing and returning to the one true God. What a great victory. But then in 1 Kings 
chapter 19, we read that Elijah is now like Moses, running off into the wilderness, fearful for his life, and he's there for 40 days. Fearful because Jezebel has heard about all the prophets of Baal that have been killed, and now she is after him and wants to take his life. And he sits under a broom tree uh, and just says to God, take my life, kill me. Now I'm going to lose my life. People are after me. Just take my life, God. He doesn't know how to move forward in that situation. God feeds him and nourishes him in the wilderness. And he asks him a question once. And he asks him a question again a second time. Elijah, what are you doing here? What are you doing here? As I ask all of these questions through the, the talk, ask yourself the questions. God, who is sending us? Elijah, what are you doing here? God, what am I doing here? What am I doing where I am? These are good questions for us to reflect on. And then it says that Elijah is in a cave and there's a whirlwind. God passes by. There's a wind, there's an earthquake and there's fire. But it says that God isn't in any of those things, but he is in a still, small voice. And as Elijah hears the still, small voice, he comes out of his cave and he listens and God says to him for the second time, Elijah, what are you doing here? He hears God speak into his darkness. And God has a bit more to say to Elijah, as we'll find out after. That brings us forward back into Luke chapter 24. Because even before these two disciples rushing into this room and saying Jesus is alive, there's some indicators going on right at the beginning of the chapter that something amazing has happened. Luke chapter 24, we read about the women going to the tomb with spices to lay on a dead body they don't find a body and the angels say to them why are you looking for the living amongst the dead he is not here don't you remember what he spoke to you when you were in Galilee with him what is it that Jesus spoke to them we're going to get to that in a moment and then we read on in verse 12 that Peter arose and he ran to the tomb and he couldn't find the body and then this is where the beginning of the story of these two disciples who rushed into the room just before that, they were on their road to Emmaus. They were walking away from Jerusalem. They were confused. They were frustrated. They didn't know what to do with the next day. And Jesus, in disguise, comes alongside them and asks them a question. And it's a good question for us to ask ourselves as well. He says to them, what type of conversation is this that you are having with one another and you walk and are sad? This conversation that you're having, you're walking and you're talking and your demeanor is it's so, so much about sadness. Have we been like that in COVID-19 times? If we reflect back over these last nine months, what types of conversations have we had about the Lord, about COVID-19, about why this is going on, about God's plans and purposes in these times? Have we had critical conversations about God? Have we had critical conversations about our church? We have critical conversations about the government. Have we been speaking light or have we just been speaking criticism? Or have we just been feeling sad and down? And I want to give us a challenge. Are our expectations and are, are our hopes lined up with the promises of God in the Bible? Because these two disciples go on in verse 21 and they say, But we were hoping that it was he who was going to redeem Israel. We were hoping. What a phrase. Oh, we were hoping, misplaced hope, unfulfilled hope, 
cause them to be sad. But the reality is, is that their hope and their expectations were not lined up with the truths and the promises of God as expressed in the Bible. And Jesus continues to walk with them and he continues to talk with them. He's being incredibly playful in a way. I don't understand why he just doesn't appear to them and stay with them and just keep speaking to them. But it says as they go on, he says to them, O foolish ones of slow of heart to believe in all that the prophets have spoken. And again, all that the prophets have spoken. So a bit like the angels saying to the women, don't you remember what he said to you? And now he's saying to these disciples, O foolish and slow of heart, don't you remember what has been spoken? So what is it that's been spoken? Because coming back to the story, they're all in the room. They're all sharing their stories now. They're saying, yeah, well, I told you that the angel said he was alive and he did appear to us. Yeah, we, we know that. We broke bread with him and he appeared to us. So why are they all not rejoicing? Because we need more than just a body. We need more than just being able to say Jesus is alive. We need to be able to know the things that is that he has spoke that make us come alive as well. He has a message of life to give. What is the message? And this is where it's ever so simple for us in these COVID-19 times. Can anything good come out of COVID? Absolutely yes. The message of Jesus Christ is the good that can come out of COVID-19. What's that message? Well, let's just do a little bit of a Bible study here. In chapter 24 again, he says to the women, what is it that he spoke to them in Galilee? Verse 7, saying, The Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified, and the third day rise from the dead. That was the good news for them. The two men on the road to Emmaus, um, he goes on in verse 26, Ought not the Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory? Isn't that amazing? You know, the same thing that this Christ, this saviour of the world, has to suffer and die on a cross and then enter into his glory. And he does exactly the same thing with them in the room. When the two men rush in and say he is alive, he has to take them further. He has to make this message become revelation not information. Information is not going to change them. Revelation is going to change them. So what is it that they need? They need two things. And they need Jesus to appear to them. And that is exactly what he does. And he says to them in verse 36. Now as they said these things, Jesus himself stood in the midst of them and said to them, Peace to you. There's the words of Jesus Christ for us in these COVID-19 times. Peace to you. Wherever you are, whatever your circumstances, whatever your emotions, if you're alone and isolated, if you're a family and isolated, peace to you. Father, give us your peace. Even now in this moment, even now in everybody who's listening, let the peace of God come into their hearts and their lives. Let them have a sense that God is with them right there in their hearts, in their homes in their situation, in their circumstances, in their emotions. And the one word you want to say to them is peace be with you. Because maybe you're like these disciples in the room. They were not peaceful. It tells us in verse 36, verse 37, that they were terrified and afraid and supposed they had seen a ghost. And even as he spoke to them, peace be with you, he went on. He said, why are you troubled and why do doubts 
arise in your hearts. And if you're like me, you have to be honest, through these COVID-19 times, there have been times when I've not rejoiced. I've certainly not sat in the house and just said, oh, peace, peace, peace in these wonderful times. There have been times of fear. There have been times of being terrified. There have been times of troubled thoughts. And there's been times of doubts. And I'm sure that's your testimony as well. But the Lord can come and the Lord can say, peace, I'm pure. But we need more than that, don't we? We need him to remind us of the message. And the message is this, as he goes on to say to them, Behold my hands, my feet, it is I myself, handle me and see. For a spirit does not have flesh and bones, as you see I have. But while they still did not believe for joy and marveled, he said to them, Have you any food here? And he started to eat. Verse 30, 44, so important. These are the words which I spoke to you. So now he's going to tell us about the words which the women should have remembered, which the men on the road to Emmaus just forgot. These are the words that they needed to remember and we need to remember in these COVID-19 times. These are the words which I spoke to you while I was with you, that these things must be fulfilled, which were written in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms concerning me. And he opened their understanding that they might comprehend the scriptures. Then he said to them, Thus it is written, and thus it was necessary for Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day, and that repentance and forgiveness of sin should be preached in his name to all nations beginning at Jerusalem. Beginning at Jerusalem, And you are witnesses of these things. Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but wait in the city of Jerusalem until you are endured with power from on high. In the commentaries, they'll tell us that these four or five verses give us four key truths that are so important for us before we move on to witness and they were so important for these disciples as well and they are so important for us in these COVID-19 times so let's just quickly go through them verses 46 to 49 give us four great keys biblical theology evangelistic program an apostolic authority and a spiritual dynamic Verse 45 and 46, he opened their minds to understand, he opened their understanding that they might comprehend the scriptures. Then he said to them, thus it is written that Christ must suffer and rise again from the dead on the third day. We have a biblical theology. It is written. Christ is the fulfillment of the Old Testament stories. All of the Old Testament salvation stories, Abraham, Moses, Joseph, Jonah, all of those salvific messages are fulfilled in Jesus Christ. Think of the sacrifices and the priesthood and the temple. All of those things are fulfilled in Jesus Christ. Think of Isaiah's prophecy that he will be punished because of our sins, but by his stripes we are healed. That prophecy is fulfilled in Jesus Christ. So we have a biblical theology in verse 47 and that repentance and the forgiveness of sin should be preached in his name to all nations beginning at Jerusalem. We have an evangelistic program. We have good news to go and tell people that through Jesus Christ, there can be repentance and the forgiveness of sins that we can have peace with God. Such good news for us. We should never really forget it. In verse 48, you are my witnesses. We have an apostolic authority. And we need to make sure that the truths and the things we share with people 
are the truths and the things that are shared in the framework of the Bible, that they are the truths contained within the teaching of the apostles, because it is the apostles that are teaching us the teachings of Jesus Christ. In 1 Corinthians chapter 4 to 6, Paul strongly warns the church to not go beyond the boundary of Scripture. Do not go beyond in your truths and even in your experiences. Don't go beyond the written word. Don't go beyond its framework. It's healthy for you. And I think in 2020, one thing that's come up is that many of the prophecies and the promises from some of the TV evangelists who will say to us, you know, 2020 is going to be your year of plenty, um, are proven to be wrong. And maybe for too many years, we've listened to prophets and teachers and evangelists who have promised us things that have gone way outside the biblical framework, way outside biblical promises, way outside what is written, way outside what is expected in the Bible. And we need to be careful and make sure that our truth is kept within the written word. It's a healthy thing for us. We have apostolic authority. And finally, Jesus goes on to say in verse 49, Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you are endured with power from on high. We need the power of the Holy Spirit. Maybe for too long we've been going on in our own strength, our own ways, our own schemes, our own thoughts about how church should be done or how God should be working or how our leaders should be performing. We need to just get back to God and we need to ask him for the power of the Holy Spirit as we live for him and as we witness for him. So let's just have a little bit of application. What can we do in these COVID-19 times? Can anything good come from it? Yes, if we reflect. Reflect like Moses did. His God had become too small and distant until God came to him and said, I am the God who is the great I am and I have a plan of salvation. Like Elijah, who had one great victory, but then when a new set of circumstances came, he completely forgot about the great and awesome God. And he fell into the emotions that came from this crushing um, belief that he was going to die and the circumstances that were just overwhelming for him to the point that he wanted to die until God came to him, and nourished him and fed him and spoke to him and said, what are you doing here, Elijah? Go now. I have a new ministry for you. Go and anoint Hazel king. Go and anoint Jehu king. Go and anoint Elijah. Let us reflect and let us repent. If there are conversations that we've had that have been too critical, too full of doubt, haven't shown any faith, as if COVID-19 has caught us by total surprise and we have no idea how this could be happening in the last days. Well, the Bible clearly tells us that things like this will happen in the last days that there will be wars and rumours of wars and nations will rise against nations and there will be famines and there will be pestilences that will come. And sometimes it's indicated that in the last days, these things will not be overcome. It will get worse and worse and worse, but we're not supposed to be caught out by this. These are the signs for us to watch for because Jesus is coming back. Lord, forgive us for having conversations which lack faith, which just show a lot of doubt which show that we've kind of forgotten the message of hope that is there for us after we die. And we certainly don't want to absorb those messages too much that tell us that it's our best life now only. If we only have hope now for this world only, we are the most pitied. The living hope that Peter speaks about God is 
the hope of our inheritance, the hope of seeing you again, the hope of new bodies, the hope of worshipping you forever with, with the community of saints. You have made us a kingdom of priests of God who, who will reign with the Son. Help us, God, to remember these things. Forgive us, God, when we, re we forget the message. And after repenting, maybe we remember once again this beautiful message that Paul kept mentioning in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, that Jesus Christ died for the forgiveness of sins according to the scriptures, that he was buried, but he was risen again according to the scriptures, and that he was seen. And then more than that, now through the New Testament, we know that he is uh, reigning and ruling, and one day he's going to come back for his church. But in the meantime, we can praise him and know him, and we can go and tell others about him. So after we've reflected, let's do that purposely in these COVID-19 times. Reflect, repent, remember, and then pray to God for him to say to us, okay, arise, go. God came to Abraham, God came to Moses, God came to Elijah, God came to many of these biblical people, and he gave them a message, and then he said, go. And he came to the people in this room, and he didn't just want to sit there so they could look at a body. He wanted to empower them so that they could go. Go and make disciples, baptising them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even till the end of the age. Go. How can we go? Are we just going to wait until COVID-19 is gone and then we get back to our churches and we can go? No, we can go now. We can go today. We can go with this message. It can be good news for us once again. And God can provide opportunities to witness in these times, no doubt. But then hopefully when COVID-19 goes away and we do get back to our churches and we can sing, that we do church in a way in which we've never done it before. It would be a tragedy if we go back to our churches when COVID-19 is gone and things are just the same. That would be an absolute tragedy. And that actually would be a saying as the people of God, that nothing good came out of COVID-19. That would be terrible news, and we, we would have wasted the time and actually forgotten about the God who can speak in darkness. We can go now, and we can go together when we get back to our churches. Can anything good come out of COVID-19? Can anything good come out of Nazareth? And we know that Someone incredibly good came out of Nazareth. His name was Jesus, because he will save people from their sins. COVID-19 will not have the last word. Jesus Christ will have the last word. I don't know if you're about me, just to end and just to encourage you. There's somebody missing from everything that I've just mentioned to you. There's a, there's a person missing, isn't there? We've heard about Peter, we've heard about the, the women, we've heard about Elijah and Moses and the two men on the road to Emmaus. But what about Thomas? Thomas hasn't been in any of this. And he is just doubting that any of this has happened. And they even come to him and say, the Lord is alive. And Thomas says, no, no, unless I see him, I am not going to believe. And in John chapter 20, as they're having this discussion, we see Jesus appearing to them in 2026. And they shut their inner room again as well. And he says to them, peace to you. There's that word again. Peace to you. Then he said to Thomas, reach your finger here and look at my hands and reach at your hands here. 
put it into my side. Do not be unbelieving, but be believing. In COVID-19 times, guys, let us not be unbelieving, but let us be believing. And Thomas answered and said to him, my Lord and my God. And Jesus said to him, Thomas, because you have seen me, you have believed. Here's a word for us in COVID-19 times. Blessed are those who have not seen me and have yet believed. That's a great word, isn't it? And truly, Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. But these things are written. And here's where I'm going to end this. And here's where I'm going to pray. Everything that I've mentioned in this talk, everything that is mentioned in the Bible, is for one purpose and one purpose alone. That you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you might have life in his name. If we are believing people in COVID-19 times, let me just tell you this. You have life in his name. You have good news. You have a reason to rejoice. You have a reason to be hopeful. You have a reason to have expectations. And they are all anchored and pointed to the promises of God through Jesus Christ, our Saviour and our Lord. Can anything good come out of COVID? Absolutely. His name is Jesus. Father, we just thank you. We want to rise up from this place, Lord, being the people that you've called us to be. We want to rise up to this place, Lord, and go back to our churches when we're allowed to sing, when we're allowed to give praise. And through song, we want to be the people of God who are singing up to you. You're our God. And then we want to be able to be blown away by the fact that through preaching and through the breaking of bread, you speak to us and you say, and you're my people. And through song again, at the end of our meetings, we're able to say to you, and you're our God. And Lord, let that be the song of our lives. That as we come to church together, it's not about criticism. It's not about beating each other up. It's about us all coming and singing songs and saying, you're our God. And hearing you through preaching and through communion, you're my people. And we're singing back up to you, and you're our God. And let that be our hope in dark times. And let people see that light that shines out from the community of God, his people. Even in the darkest of times that they might see that, yes, we struggle like they struggle. But we have a hope in which they do not have, but in which they can have. Father, be with us, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.